Holy Gospel this day is from Matthew chapter 2, beginning at verse 13. Now after the wise men had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated, and he sent and killed all the children in and around Jerusalem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth so that what had been spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. It is my pleasure to now introduce to you Trevor Gazes, a member of our church his entire life. Welcome, Trevor. Hi, good morning. So like Pastor Mike was saying, I've been a member here for just about my whole entire life. I was able to bring my certificate of baptism um, that I still have. So I was born May 19th, 1988, just right up the street at Evergreen Hospital. And I was baptized July 3rd, 1988. So it was just a couple months after that. So ever since I can remember, Holy Spirit has always been a part of my life. And ever since I was a little child, when I was a lot younger, uh, I do remember coming up to, um, coming up and receiving the the children's sermon, or I remember um, Sunday school with Mr. Marks over here, and I remember the um, the old altar that used to be in this corner. If any of you are familiar, have been around here for that long, um, remember the altar where you used to take communion, and the little glasses and the um, uh, that used to be passed around, and so um, I. I do have a lot of fond memories of Holy Spirit, and so um, being a part of this church and being a part of this community has really shaped and formed my life, and it has really shaped and formed my journey, and it has directed me and it has guided me um, towards where I'm at today. So I grew up just right up the street, went to Inglemore High School with Scott over here. Uh, we both graduated the same year. And then after high school, I went off to college. I went to the University of Oregon. And, um, and it was there in college where I considered myself taking a big leap of faith. And I pursued 
a relationship with Christ. And that's not something I don't think that's too common at, for an 18-year-old in, in college. Um, but that's where I found myself. And um, instead of doing, you know, the whole party thing and um, living into that social life, I was living into the identity that um, as a child of God, um, the identity that's given to us when we're baptized. And so um, it was from there I realized that I, I'm not just blessed, but I'm very fortunate um, to have lived the life that I've lived. And um, in school, I was um, going to church, I was studying the Bible, I was uh, going to Bible studies, I was a part of uh, on-campus ministries. And um, I went there with intention of becoming a journalism major. But I, um, I was introduced to philosophy. I graduated with a, a degree in philosophy and um, learned, um, was introduced to some, some ideas about community. If any of you know who Martin Buber is, um, that's kind of what uh, pushed me. Uh, over that line to um, to go into that work, that field of study, and so doing that, um, there's not there was I graduated in 2010, and for a philosophy major, um, just uh, right after the recession, uh, there wasn't the job market wasn't all that great, um, so you know I um, I went to work I started working in fast food. That was my first job, taco time after college, which um, no knock on taco time, um, <laughs> good food. But, but, um, but it had always been a desire in my heart and I feel like God had put the desire in my heart to, um, to be in the military. So um, um, about two, I left for boot camp. I, I, I went to Navy enlisted boot camp in January of 2012. And so, yeah, I picked a great time to go to Chicago around the middle of January for the Great Lakes. Um, but I think I was better off. I think I would have rather been there in the winter than in the summer and dealing with all that heat. So, uh, again, I feel fortunate and I'm grateful. But it was when I was at boot camp, uh, about four weeks into boot camp, uh, our drill instructors gave us the opportunity to call home. Because once you get there, you make a call and you say, hey, I arrived. And that's it. Uh, your phones get shut off, taken away, and then you're at the uh, the mercy of the military. And so, about four weeks later, it was the first time where the whole division was able to go down to the quarterdeck and use the payphone uh, one by one and call home. And I had a collateral duty, so I wasn't able to make it that day. So um, I was able to go the next day and uh, just by myself. So I was waiting for the payphone. I was sitting down there, and across the hallway, I saw, uh, I saw a man in uniform, and he was sitting at his desk, and he had a cross on his uniform. And I went up to approach him and talk to him, and I realized that that was a military chaplain, that he served in the capacity of the ministry uh, within the military. And uh, it was right then and there, I immediately knew what I was being called uh, to do and where I was being led, um, I, it, um, it was almost like a revelation. I realized, I understood the gifts and the talents and the abilities that God had given to me to be able to connect with people and to talk with people. 
um, and that I was going to pursue that career in order to um, just um, come in, to step into my identity, to step into my character. So to get to that point um, has been, it's been a long road. Um, I did four and a half years in the Navy. After that, we deployed uh, in 2014, uh, in 2014, 2015, and um, during that time, and right after I had gotten back, I, um, I was doing, I went in enlisted, but I had a degree, so I was able to f um, fill out an application that took about a year to get, um, go to officer commissioning school, and, um, and I was, I was leaning on the Lord, I was relying on God to help him see me through all of it and um and so when the time came um I realized that I, I wasn't selected that I didn't get picked up and that was that was a pretty big blow um but it was a it was a redirection and what the chaplain I had spoken to the chaplain at boot camp and was telling him my story how I went to school and how I'm in you know here in this position and he, you know, he mentioned uh, about when a door closes, uh, a window is going to open up. So um, that when that door closed after the service, um, a window had opened up for me to get out of the military and to pursue um, um, studying theology, which uh, is a requirement for to be a military chaplain. So. I'm in my third year of seminary at Seattle Pacific University. Um, it's a Methodist school, but I still uh, stay loyal to my Lutheran roots, and um, and I'm great. I'm grateful to be a Protestant, um, and still uh, where I'm at right now, what I'm doing, there's not a whole ton of clarity. I don't know where I'm going to end up. I don't know if I'll ever see the military again. Um, there are other roads. There are other paths. Um, that God is um, calling me uh, down. Um, so, um, yeah, I just want to uh, share that with you. That's where I'm at. And in this uh, certificate of baptism here, um, there's a scripture. But I just want to say that um, wherever I've gone or whatever I've done, Holy Spirit has always been a part of my life. And whether I've been in Oregon, I was lived stationed in California, um, overseas, regardless, I've always, um, this has always been a home in my life, and it's been a spiritual home, it's been a Christian home, and it's been, it really has been a place of refuge in times where um, being out and about and being scattered and being tossed around in so many uh, different capacities. I've always um, been here um, and found myself as as a child of God, and that's that's regardless of no matter what I've done or where I've gone, I've always came here. Um, and this church has has really built me to be the person I am today. And um, without it, uh, I I couldn't say I I wouldn't be able to say that. So um, I just have a little piece of scripture here, and I'm going to read it out of context, but I think it applies to all of us within our own context. And it's from Titus 3, 5 through 7, and it says, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us 
through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Thank you and amen. So as um, part of Trevor's seminary education, he will be assigned a congregation to learn about pastoral care, about visiting people, praying with people, supporting them in hospital, etc. And he's planning to come to our congregation to do that work. So I'll get to be his supervisor. I look forward to that. <laughs> Thank you very much. The carol of the day is on page 10. Please stand. <clears throat> 